Hello and welcome everybody. My name is Josh and I am joined by two very special guests. So I've got returning guest Harold from the Toons Toons podcast. Yes, what's that? And uh, good friend Tom from Nerd on the podcast. What up, what up? Is it Nerd on the podcast? Yeah, it's like podcast it gets everyone confused just nerd on is fine but the, the whole i'm sorry you know, what one more time nerd on is Thank fine you. uh but nerd <laughs> on the podcast is the full is the full thing because you also have like uh nerd on uh tv nerd on tv nerd on the lunchbox nerd on mm-hmm. the blank mandalorian and the, yeah, the mandalorian that was a anything we could punt it up i all okay so in in the thing that i had sent out uh that i was telling you guys before we started recording, I used some puns uh, in in the pitch to the podcast thing that I was wanting to do. Mm-hmm. One of them, the one that I ended with was, oh. hopefully you can help my dream works. Oh my. You didn't send that yet, did you? Not yet. Okay. But I also I also use Send me pod- that and I'll vet it for you. <laughs> I also I also use the podcast abilities are endless. Oh no. Yikes. Is that one bad too? Are they both bad? Maybe don't use the pun. Look, at all. If, if there is a you know hiring version of you, aces. You're in spades. You're you're you're, you're you got the <laughs> yeah. job. If they have a Josh there for sure. But if it's I'm other hoping. people who like, oh man, one pun goes a long <laughs> way. Maybe not. Maybe not the last <laughs> one. But I think the podcast abilities are endless is a good one. That one's maybe not just terrible. Only have one in there. If, if, if I have one, do I use that one or the or the or the? Oh, I think that gets you an interview. I think it gets okay. you an interview. I yeah, that's cute. It is cute. <laughs> but Either not the one, other one. Really. The other one's bad. Like, I mean, I think they're gonna be like, "Wow, I wonder how." Like, that's not that's that, that's the first time we've read that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for. Like, this kid's an innovator. <laughs> Who is this doofus? We gotta hire betting us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we're here today. We are going to be talking about the new cartoon saloon animated film, Wolfwalkers. Um, big thank you to um, G Kids for sending us screeners. Um, very nice of you. Appreciate it. Um, please send us more whenever more cartoon saloon things come out. Dang, dang. We'll definitely. I will. I will gladly review anything cartoon saloon. For sure, dude. I freaking I gotta watch all their stuff. I've only seen Song of the Sea besides this. Dude, you need to watch Secret but Kells. Song of the Sea is so good. I know you're telling me that one was good too. Kells so I'm like, is dang, so good. yeah. That's I gotta watch more Earth than me. Thing. So you're 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 by far ahead of me, Harold. So <laughs> I've watched double the movies. The Breadwinners is good too. Like that's right. one that that'll make you cry though. Uh oh, I like crying. It don't take much. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's 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 healing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I think I, I got teary eyed or I may have cried. I don't remember. I say I cried. I cried in uh Wolf Walker. I mean not Wolf Walkers in uh Song of the Sea. Yeah. But I don't think I did in, in Kells. That's reassuring. Yeah. It's more of a like, oh movie. No, yeah, this is my first like experience with Cartoon Saloon. And so, you know, watching this was very like interesting because uh in a you know IP saturated world with a lot of different cartoons and styles from big studios seeing something like this was very novel for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a very, like, I'm very appreciative and grateful for having to watch this film because I was like, I'm just not used to this like art right. style. And yeah. I, I absolutely love it. And to hear that there's more films before and hopefully more films after this, uh, like we get to see a little bit more of like the like c- cartoon saloon style go into the mainstream more often. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, right now we're going to do like pretty non-spoiler stuff um, this is going to be the end of the non-spoiler um, if you haven't watched uh, Wolf Walkers yet uh, you still may be able to check it out in theaters um, it does premiere on the Apple TV Plus on December 11th so you can watch it there um, so just quick thoughts from everybody would you recommend this movie Like, what would you, what would you rate this movie non-spoiler uh, you would rate it non-spoiler. I, I, mean, I, I was gonna say, like, you know, like I want to, you know, give some emphasis and be like, okay, what does a B or what does an A mean to this guy? Um, for me, uh, I, I I give this a I give this a solid A. In all honesty, like originality and then lefts lessons for families uh, to talk to their their kids about. 
um you know even though um there might be things that are like not normally seen in like i guess family uh animated films um because this one uh tends to have some intense moments and i like that and i think uh the the film treats its audience which is you know again catered towards families but also for for children um and doesn't treat them like children it treats them like they're smart learning growing people um and i really really enjoy that so um i look forward to those kind of films that kind of aren't just like brain candy that aren't just you know like cute thing and there's you know songs so i was like i i really like i recommend this highly doesn't matter how old you are like I recommend you watch it just to also just expand your palette upon what anime uh, animation uh, has to give you. Yeah. Uh, I'll go. Um, I will give this uh, a, uh, I'm going to give this a solid five. Uh, I like, I hope that we all do different grading scales. Okay. I was going to say, I, I hope we, we do. Yeah. I hope, I hope we do. Um, out of five, like that's how we used to do the, the old animation station podcast. We did out of fives. Okay. So I would, I would give this, I would give this a, a nice five. Um, out there, of five. there wasn't anything. Yeah. Out of five. Um, out, out of 638. Um, no, about five out of five. Um, but yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Uh, I thought the the stylization they did with the animation was, I, I loved it. it. And it's not something we had seen from the other two movies because it's not, that's not the way it is in Kells and it's not the way it is in Song of the Sea. Mm. Um, Kells is more almost like 3D-esque than, okay. uh, than this one. This one looks, it gives you that like, original animation feel kind of like uh that that xerox quality that they did with like 101 dalmatians uh where you can kind of like see like the sketching of the dogs and everything like that's the only oh. thing that's the easiest thing for me to kind of like reference it to that's kind of like mainstream is like the 1960s 101 dalmatians um but i thought the music was good there's one like pop song in this that's you know and it fits well in the movie it doesn't feel like it's shoehorned in like unfortunately what they did with klaus um I mean, that's not Cartoon Saloon, it's Netflix, but still. Uh, oh, so I was like, is this the same people? No, no, no. Uh, Klaus, the Klaus was great. Uh, the whole entire movie was fantastic until they just randomly inserted like a pop song. In, and you're just like, you've not had a single, what? Uh, this? And it like takes you out of the movie for a second. Netflix execs were like, kids love this. Yeah, they were like, kids will pop. Um, and then, yeah, so, but this one, like it fits um i will say like i was thinking i what we'll talk about later um i i loved you know i thought the voice acting was good um mm. there were some bits uh, i did have some problems with some stuff and we'll we'll talk about that uh, when we go into the non-spoilers but yeah i would give it a strong uh five out of five or because nice. i mean i i round up because i don't do points mm. i don't give like 4.5 or, or anything like that um what, what what kind of show does that? I mean, that's weird, right? I don't know. I mean, I wish we could. I, I want to kind of go like the old like spill.com. <laughs> Do you guys ever watch spill.com? No. Teach me. Learn me some. Okay. What's, what's so spill.com? They, uh, they basically did like movie reviews and everything. Like, they, they worked for like Ain't It Cool News down in Austin for a while. It was like mm. the two guys that did. I think they're currently still doing Double Toasted. Um, they do film oh, reviews and everything. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, C. Robert Cargill was there, uh, who or Carl, yeah, Car Cargill. Uh, he was Carlisle on Spill. Uh, but they would do this thing. It was like, is it a is it a full price? Is it a matinee? Is it a or is it just a rental? And that's how they would kind of like that was like their grading system. And it's like, what would you rate this? And be like, I mean, I think this is a full full price. Because like that way, it's like, would you spend money to see this in a theater? Right. Yeah, and at least I want to hear Harold's thing, but I want to talk a little bit about that. I, I like the conversation of like cool. where where our money yeah. goes into and how we support. You know what? Things. I'm gonna do that from now on. I'm taking it from spill and probably double toasted. <laughs> still, I'm gonna give it a full price. Yeah, did double you, toasted does do that. Yeah, two rating systems. In I just did now? two rating systems. Wow. Now, Harold, you have to do at least three rating systems because one, two, three. Um, and all three of them have to be different. Okay. No pressure. All right. For my first one, I'll get it seven out of seven chili peppers. Okay. Okay. Uh, I will give How it... How many Anthony Kiedis's is that? That's definitely four out of four fleas for sure. Okay. How many tomatoes? Uh, 
six out of six tomatoes baby oh. it's just good man like it's <laughs> i've only seen like i mentioned earlier i've only seen song of the sea besides this but the exact stuff that stuck out to josh is the things that i really liked um it's like the imperfections i guess they show like the drafting lines are still in and like i just like in my day job i work with artists so it's like cool to like have that mindset whenever um we talked about like song of the sea and stuff like that and so it that was probably something that wouldn't necessarily have stuck out to me that like in that way if i hadn't talked to artists and them you know kind of educating me of like man this is like cool to see like a subtle hint of like that stuff left in and it's just like a signature part of the animation uh, i thought the story was great i think the song was by uh, aurora is that who it was yes. the uh, mm-hmm. the pop song and i thought the, exactly what you said like it was it was included in a way that like felt really natural to the plot i uh, wouldn't give that a little bit more when we're talking about it but um yeah i just love that too that it wasn't didn't feel like it was just like kind of mashed in there um and i liked that um so the only other one i'd mentioned was song of the sea that i'd seen uh they kept the theme going of like having a really a big time at least one big time name that people will know. Uh, Brendan Gleeson, I think, was in Song of the Sea. Mm-hmm. And then this one's uh, we get Mr. Sean Bean, which is I cool. I think Brendan Gleeson was in the was in Kells as well. Was I he? think I think he very was in cool. both. Um there's always like a, a very cool like uh flair of like Irish Irish culture as well, which I believe the studio is Irish. Yeah, it's in Kilkenny. Conveniently so, uh, where this film took place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh that's pretty cool too, man, just to kind of learn about that with with uh, something like song of the sea you learn about selkies and that's like something that's relevant to the culture and then uh with this it's just like uh, has something to do with like folk in ireland i believe but it's pretty cool man like i i really enjoyed it um i don't know if i would like it more than song of the sea but man it's up there it's i don't know if i like it more or not i have to decide to ruminate on it a little bit would you say this is like kind of becoming like an irish like ghibli you know? Oh yeah, like they're, I mean, they're it's, definitely it's fo- focused in that region. You know, Honestly, you know, yeah, and so I could like, totally see and that. And it's like a little bit, you know, like Ghibli has a little bit more Shintoism, and this has a little bit more of like what their belief systems are. So like that was the, the big thing that I really like. I was like, oh my goodness, we can we can talk about this in a in a, in a children's movie. Yeah, and, I, really and I love that. And to me, I was yeah. just like, wow. I like as a kid, I would be like, I, w- I was really dumb. So I was like, man, kids today must be really smart. <laughs> Yeah, like they probably are. Because <laughs> uh, like the first like uh, secret of Kells that is involving like the Book of Kells, which is like this big book. It's very ornate uh, Catholic thing. Mm. Um, and so like the whole like the the crux of that is like a uh, boy who's in the priesthood who uh, goes into like the woods, like beyond. He goes in beyond town and he meets a fae and so named Aislinn wow. and that is that is what the story is with them and then in Song of the Sea uh there's a Celtie who would say turn into a seal um whenever they put this coat on um so the, the women turn into seals so that's the whole crush of that like we so we've got Irish folklore Irish folklore and then in Wolfwalkers Irish folklore with the Wolfwalkers but there, cool. I do like there is like a sense of religion involved and i think a lot of studios are very afraid to have that in there because they want to remain homogenous and maintain like a massive appealing like factor and you know religion you know a lot of people fear that it will divide like an audience in half but where i think you have the ability to talk about a perspective um of how people kind of grew up to be It, it becomes what I think the animated stories were originally, which were folklore and stories of morals and ways that we can tell, like have people and children learn how to um, address their feelings and learn like why the world works in ways that are comfortable. And that's what I I really, really loved from this. Yeah. The lore in Ireland especially is very important to the people that live there as well. I'd I'd read about because, um, when it was there was like the the english takeover and things like with battles going on whenever you know back in the day the way that they passed along a lot of these folklore like and a lot of the stories was verbal and when um the battle started happening they started basically like a lot of their culture got erased because 
the people weren't around to tell those stories anymore. Wow. And so um, yeah, that was like this... a very, it, it was like a religious thing when yeah. talking about fairies and selkies and things like that was like almost very integral to their, their um, culture as religion. And because it got lost over so much time when it started coming back, it's kind of viewed as like, Oh, that's just like a fun story. Like fairies is fake. But to them, that was like their culture and like yeah. it was integral to their culture as much as religion. And I, I'm glad it is, you know, it was written down because that, that happens a lot with like oral histories and oral religions where yeah. once, you know, it's like, it's not like once the people are gone that know it, then that's it. That's like, Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's gone man. forever. Like um, it's nuts. And yeah, I, I do like what you, 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 like you kind of touched on it too with uh, the spoilers from here on out we're going spoilers now All right, let's uh, go. spoilers yes yes last, okay cool last easy bit, out of uh out of red i would give uh this movie goku john that's that's, <laughs> that's where i would give this movie i would give it a solid goku john um so uh, uh yeah well you you, you kind of touched on it a little bit harold um there is like you were talking about uh or you mentioned the uh you know how the english were you know coming over and we do get that because yeah uh bill like bill uh goodfellow and robin they're english yeah they're in ireland there and the lord because yeah because they're all english um and i thought i thought it was nice that we got to see a little bit of that and you get to see all of the irish people being like ah these dirty english coming over here except irish um so I'm not going to attempt a terrible Irish accent, but um, so like we, like you get to see that and which, which is nice. Uh, and you get to see like, uh, like what Tom, you mentioned, like uh, the religious aspect that is, is not shied away from just like in secret of Kells, like it is not shied away from that. They are, these are like Catholics and they are like very strong in their faith. And yeah. if you go against like the church it's like it's going against god and you're a heathen and you're probably work is prayer yeah it's like that's terrible you don't do that um so i i do like that they it's kind of like what Leica does here where Leica doesn't like they don't shy away from topics like in paranorman mm. um they they mentioned uh they were like oh yeah uh like this kid's gay and he's got a boyfriend like one of the first like animated movies to just be like, Oh yeah, no, it's just a, you know, kid's gay. He's got a boyfriend, you know, whatever. Uh, this girl's been hitting on him the whole time. Um, and they were just like, yeah, there you go. It's normal. Who cares? So like, I like, it, it's kind of like what Leica does and like Leica is always not, a, it's not afraid to like push the envelope. And I feel that's what cartoon saloon does as well. Like they're not afraid to push that envelope to give us the best animation and the best storytelling that we can get. Yeah. And it's like, without, you know, having to, point fingers and or make like broad strokes or anything like that it's like a lot i think what happens with feature films particularly in animation what happens is like you have this very very kind of like faux pas progressive like a like feel to it not agenda but more like this is the idealist of the of the film but it kind of like always tends to support like a an idea of status quo Mm -hmm. um and then nothing really changes whether it's characters don't develop or that the world doesn't change. And we're here, it kind of being like uh, experience where um, it's, it's more of like just trying to tell a story that has nuance and can talk about the things that are like, are kind of relevant to the, sto- the, the world that, that the, the audience should be listening in or watching to. Yeah. It was like, very much got that vibe early on that it was like you can kind of see where the story's going a little bit not that it was like predictable by any means but you can kind of you're like oh okay this is what we're kind of going for it's like the people fear what they don't understand people hate what they don't understand type of thing um i got that vibe pretty early on and it stayed true pretty pretty well throughout but the exposition exposition was really good um yeah in in the way that they approached it it, it was novel in that way um I, I am going to go kind of like hop on what you said about the story. I did feel that it was kind of predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the moment that like she bit her and it was like, oh, this like we start seeing like the things going down on her arm. I was like, oh, she's going to turn into a wolf. Which oh, I, yeah. If you had not seen the previews. Spoilers. Yes. Um, but <laughs> it's, spoilers. It's fine. You're going to be walking I, with I, the I, wolves I mean, now. for the movie itself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Walks with wolves instead of dances with wolves. 
you know what? Mm. Well. Uh, <laughs> that's what they were just doing. They were just like, how can we do dances with wolf? What about they're just like, Kevin Costner fans? Cartoon saloon, like they can as well. Uh, leisurely <laughs> jaunt with wolves. Um, <laughs> so like I like that was like I felt like that was a little bit like it's like oh yeah she's gonna turn into a wolf and then you know obviously dad's probably more than likely gonna get turned into a wolf. Like yeah, I I, like, I was just kind of waiting for that to happen. Um, my only other complaint with it was, and I don't know, this may have because this was an early, like an early screener for it, so it may have been like an early build. But I thought the sound was off. Like there's a part um, when uh, Robin is going back after Merlin gets hit, and like her dad's like, "You have to go off," and the Lord Protector is go like, to the scullery. Yeah, you got to go to the yeah. scullery. Yeah, had to look up um, what that was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Is the kitchens. Uh, it's like she had to go to the scullery and she's walking with the guy who's like in the cage mm-hmm. with all the sheep and she lets him out and then the music swells and then like the other, like the guards and like the other farmers, they're talking and it was really hard to hear what they were saying. They were like, uh, they were put on a lower level yes. instead of the music. Yeah, exactly. I, I kind of felt a little bit like that throughout that entire that. scene. Yeah, yeah. that um, scene like, was kind of weird like that. Like yeah. the guy in the cage, I felt like I was like, I couldn't really hear him. So I had to like rewind a, a little bit before. Yeah. So um, um, no, yeah, I, I, I kind of felt that way I too. Where I couldn't no. find captions. Or, oh, yeah. or like, I wanted to go back and hear again. I didn't even think about that. Was. Like, oh, was I'm like, old man. Miss something. I, I do <laughs> captions all day. Same, um, big same. No, I I felt a little bit that way too. And so when you guys were talking about it in our in the non-spoiler about like seeing some of the drawing lines, um, and I was like, again, this is like an early, maybe an early version. So I was like, maybe that gets cleaned up because I watched the trailer and I don't think you see those same lines. No, and so it's pronounced. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so like for me, like I don't know if that's within their style. And so when you guys started bringing up like, uh, one hundred one Dalmatians. Again, I defer to both of you in terms of the prowess of anim- animation knowledge. Um, I mainly look at like the story and the writing and all that stuff. But to your point of like feeling that the story is a little predictable, I, you know, it's funny that you brought up like they also did a Kubo, right? Yes. Yeah. I think that's for me. I thought that was my favorite animated film that year, and it uh, lost out Thanks. to Zootopia. Um, and a lot of the people felt that the story was quote unquote too predictable too simple um and i think there is a level of of course the story is like this is the thing go get the thing um and it doesn't feel like okay cool we're going on okay in order to do this there's a but that and then however this has to happen and this kind of like road trip feeling of the plot um that i think a lot of uh 3d animated films tend to do so it feels like it's live and vibrant um but i think this in in that same light of like is it too predictable but i think the plot is very straightforward but it's because i think it left a lot of room for the nuance to be in there because yeah. they they throw in a lot of irish word verbiage that i was like wait excuse me what did you say and then i paused yeah. the film and i had to look it up i'm like oh that means like very good i'm like oh, okay cool and i was like and and those are the things that i'm like i like it when i kind of don't know everything about the film i think a lot of people find it that it's alienating but for me it makes me feel like there is a world in this animated world that is reflective of my real world that i don't know yet so like i don't know like gaelic terms and the fact that the film has it is unafraid it's willing to have that risk and say like hey look there's a language that you don't know yet but once you do it unlocks more magic for you so you're telling me you have not read the irish country doctor or an no. Irish country Christmas? No. And when how, Million Dollar Baby you... came out, Mokushla, I'm like, what is, excuse me, would you but call how me? How are you going to know how to get to Billy Bowieborough? Um, Google Maps. Okay, that's fair. Well, this is also like the, the 1800s. The so like, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, Sorry, I only bring up the Irish country doctor because I've read like a little thing for uh, an audition. It was like, give us a thing in an Irish accent. So like, it's like this doctor he's trying to find where to go and so like charlie gave it to me and i was like reading it and like this whole scene is like he goes like it's just this rural area and he meets this kid and the kid's like oh yeah you you go you go past the barn and if uh, when you hit the cow like if 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 you if you see the cow you've gone too far 
but sometimes but the, but the cow could be in for milking if you know that that could happen and it's just this whole like long rambling thing that i just got to do and it was just like it was fun but they were it was funny because like the whole thing was like i'm looking for billy belly burrow and he's like billy belly burrow it's like yeah billy belly burrow was like you mean billy belly burrow he's like yeah billy belly and it's just wow. sorry go ahead please <laughs> harold <laughs> no, please please continue josh <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, I'm just I, kidding. Please don't ever bring that up again. Um, <laughs> no more Irish tender dog. I got, I got. I'll Give that the Irish to, goodbye. I'll stick, to, I'll stick to letter Kenny jokes from now on. <laughs> I, I mean, I, w- I do want to say real quick before any more Billy Bellyboro, um, was the one thing you, you know, you're talking about other films uh, that uh, Cartoon Saloon has done that made you want to cry. This made me kind of want to cry of anger. Oh. I was like, I did anyone else want to punch the screen every time the dad got into the frame because of just like, this is, so I've had this long, long going argument with like my peers who I talk film about. I typically absolutely hate children in, in visual mediums because when they are not the main character, they are written as like weird, like just wanting to kill themselves creatures who like will run into traffic so that Spider-Man has to like swing and save them or like will like climb an electric tower and it's like, what are you doing? Why are you doing these things? But oh, when the- f- Like all of a bridge to Terabithia. Like the entire movie. Not gonna- Constantly yeah, going to die. And then, and then in films where the, the, ch- the child is, is the main character, then they're like a human being. And then all the adults are dumb, which is fine for me because I think- within storytelling there is room for children ingenuity um where they just think things differently because they don't understand like the consequences of the real world which i'm totally fine with um and here it kind of just gets played to the nth degree of like the father character bill goodfellow is just like what are you talking about i'm so scared for you and i was like shut up and let let her talk. Just let her talk. <laughs> I know he kept interrupting her. I'm like, bro, come like, on. Dude. Uh, yeah, because I was like, I was just like, every time I, like, I kept getting up on my seat, I'm like, oh, my. <laughs> but then also you have to remember, this is 1650. And so, like, what rights did children or, you know, non-male soldiers have? So, obviously, right. it wasn't, you know, it didn't work out well no matter what. To be fair. Okay. Are you going to apologize for this? I'm going to be a Bill Goodfellow apologist here. Oh my wow. god! Here it comes. So, so to be fair, Sean Bean knows <laughs> that something is going to happen. Like if his daughter is in danger, he's going to have to sacrifice himself for his daughter. And Sean Bean doesn't want to die again. He has died. Sean a lot. Bean has died a lot. <laughs> if there's think anyone the last, that knows think about of the dying, last, think of the last family that Sean Bean had. <laughs> The Starks, all dead, primarily. No. One, two. Spoilers, everyone. Two people. Everyone else survived and became lords of their own. Uh, his wife died. Rob and then died. One son. That's two people. And then his daughters <laughs> are alive. His entire house died. No, his, his house is not old. <laughs> one of his sons are alive. <laughs> he probably's got a brother no one knows about. I mean, Bran is in a wheelchair. He can't do anything. He can't sire a son. Tyrion He's was king. Wow. Tyrion He's was king very of Westeros. He but, that's ableist. But Tyrion let us know quite a lot that Bran could not have a kid, <laughs> and so did Sansa. They were like all up on like. He don't work, but down he's got there. the b- greatest like, stories. Very, he does have the greatest. <laughs> that's all that he has matters. the greatest chapters in the books. Yeah, I think Rob. I think he made a good choice. I think if he just did what Robin told him told him to do, she might have, you know, been in a wheelchair, but had great stories. She's like, Ari that one gone. <laughs> Rickon got shot by an arrow. He's dead. Uh, Sansa is. No one even knew who, who the he hell was. cares. True. Arya's gonna go off and die. <laughs> Arya the Explorer. Aria. She's getting her own show, bro. She's what not she gonna about? die. Arya the Explorer with her backpack and her map. It's gonna be yeah. great. She's... Swipe or no swiping, Bruh. <laughs> Is that what's like the? <laughs> they all died. Let's. I mean, his last. Uh, we'll just say his last family. They didn't end well. Sansa, Arya, his nephew is and John were the only ones that mattered. I That's true. To differ. 
Look, I'm not saying that children don't matter, but I'm saying in that story, Robert Baratheon has how many other children? One child is the only one they talk about in the entire show. Well, yeah, because Cersei killed the rest of them. You don't know that. She did. That could be Apparently she, running around. That was Apparently she didn't one. know about one. That's why Gendry's like off rowing. Apparently she didn't know about one, so you don't you don't know? Apologizing for <laughs> I am a Gendry apologist. Like that's my <laughs> Dude, Gendry Joe was Dempsey's man. my man. Keep anyway, that a buck. Uh God, but yeah, no, nah, yeah. I think that was the that was the the only you said get that buck. He's a he is a antler man. Anyway, sorry. That that was good. Pun. Um so uh yeah, that that's I, but no, I do agree with you. Like I, I thought, like the characterization <laughs> for Bill not listening at all was a little bit off. Um, but Robin wasn't doing herself any favors. I, I also she, she is that girl of I'm gonna or, or that that child character of I'm gonna go off and do whatever I want to do because I'm a child. That's what she does, and she well, shoots a bird. But. Okay, so I look at it again from the writing perspective, right? What is it saying when it does that stuff? Is it telling adult audience members that, hey, start listening to the kids, especially when they're like distraught and they're crying and you're just like, I have to worry about you. It's like, well, hold on. Is there really a point of worrying about them if they're crying and they don't want to be with you anymore? Because then you're just keeping someone captive. And which is Robin's whole story is that within her religion, within where she lives, and even within her house, she is a prisoner. Yeah. And she says that at the very I'm end. I'm in a cage, bro. She's that cage, guy. Yeah. yeah. Like, and so, you know, like it, oh, she just does whatever she wants. It's like, hey, look, if every other Disney princess can cry to their dad about how they want to be free and then just get with the next next guy they see, then Robin can go out and just hang out in the backyard, okay? It's Don't not- get me started with Disney princesses. Like, I disagree with half of the Disney princesses that are Disney yeah. princesses, man. Like, some of them shouldn't be on there. And the one Welsh princess, she's not on there at all. It's garbage. Ooh. It's terrible. Who's a Welsh princess? Uh, from Black Cauldron. Oh, yeah. Way. She's yeah, not because, there at all. You know, because that movie didn't make money. I know, but it doesn't matter. Don't tell been there. Don't tell me who's never made a movie. <laughs> Who calls himself a filmmaker? <laughs> um, oh, I guess we should have read the blurb about what this movie's about. Um, a young nah. apprentice hunter and her father journey to Ireland to help wipe out the last wolf pack. But everything changes when she befriends a free-spirited girl from a mysterious tribe rumored to transform into wolves at night. I lost Mm. it. I lost it. Wolves at night? What is this? Wolves by night. Wolves by night. At night, they turn into wolves. Or just during the day. Or, you know, if they can't get back to their body. Or just, you know, when they want to later. Uh, It was very, like, frozen how the rules of magic were. Yeah, it was. They were kind of moving the the goalposts there, (laughs) weren't they? We can only be wolves when it's at night. And you're like, okay, cool. Um, Like, when we sleep. And you're like, okay, nifty. Uh, And then it's like, I think that was Scottish, actually. Uh, They were like, whatever. Um, That's cool. And then it's like, oh, but if you just, like, really want to, you can also turn into one. And you're just like, okay, cool. I mean, you know, if you're just like. Yeah, and that was a good time. <laughs> just do it. I mean, they didn't explain how healing powers worked. True. Yeah, you got to howl. You just howl. Yeah. You need two people to howl. You need two wolf walkers to howl, I mean, you can, you, and you're done. You could technically just use one. No, it didn't heal, remember? At any moment? No, 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 no. It, you, you do one because uh, um, Mabe um, healed uh, Merlin by herself. That's oh a, yeah, maybe that's a, bird. A, bird. That's, a, that's a bird. That doesn't. Yeah, it's a, it's a living creature. Okay, what to was scale. this whole movie about? <laughs> Real quick, about humans versus animals. Real quick about about uh, Merlin. Um, in Secret of Kells, uh, the animal companion is a cat. Mm-hmm. In Song of the Sea, it's a big, fluffy, shaggy dog. Correct, mm-hmm. Harold. Yeah. Uh, yes. And in uh, this movie, it is a hawk. I love the fact that when they have animal sidekick characters they don't disneyfy the animal sidekick characters i mm. love that they make them real and i thoroughly enjoy that um is there is there like an irish zodiac because i'm assuming they're going to go down the aisle of like okay next one's going to be a, 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 a bull you know or a sheep i don't know probably I'm saying. A sheep i would love for it to be i a wonder sheep. if those do have something to do with like folklore in ireland like those that, animals that could be a thing that'd be one, cool. of them, one of them will be a horse yeah. Yeah. The, the other thing is the cartoon saloon did like 
Song of the Sea, and this one is like the um, single dad thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. That was another thing that was just like kind of interesting. Was like, well, oh, we go like, from we go from no parents to theme. single dad to single dad. Yeah, so that was just like, huh? They 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 like that little bit of exposition, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. At where least they I, don't kill him on. Sorry, at least they don't kill him on screen. They don't. They don't enough. like straight up Disney it when they're like, Dude, "We're just gonna kill him." Uh, i mean the thing is like that provides uh the ghost in writing where it feels like the characters weren't thought of you know before the right when the movie starts it's like okay cool they have a backstory it's like a lived-in world exactly and so like when the bill says to robin's like this is our home now and i was like okay so they're new they're new here and it feels like okay they're this is this something's been going on and they haven't been right since and what has that been and then when he says i promise your mother i always take care of you you're like oh no and so it's like okay you know then you could be a bill apologist Mm -hmm. he just doesn't (laughs) want to die he doesn't want it's not even he wants his daughter to survive he's like just don't kill me again please well he he knows he knows like it's a kid's movie they're not gonna kill the child but legit though, I almost thought he was gonna die when that last fight happened. Yep. And I, th- I thought they were both gonna go over the edge. He had that blammy on thinking. him though when he was gonna shoot him. <laughs> yeah, I thought, exactly. I thought he was gonna take that L, but he didn't. I was like, also that. I'm that- oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Please, please, please. The uh, <laughs> what was up with the villain, the uh, Lord Leopard Commander? Protector. He looked like if if you combined the uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame and uh, Pocahontas bad guy. That's 100 percent accurate. <laughs> I mean, I was like, what is I, this? I, I, he, I, he looks like uh, wh- I don't remember what his name was, Pocahontas, but like, what is he? What's his name in? Uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, he's he's got a cool name in Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah, but it's the bad guy. Yeah. Okay, Governor like, Ratcliffe from Governor Pocahontas. Ratcliffe. Uh, that was the one. Don't don't say his full name. It is. Don't don't say his name. Uh, Monsieur. There's three names to his name. Monsignor. Monsignor, first letter of the first name. C, hard C. It it rhymes with uh, Mod Frodo. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Rhymes with Mod Frodo. Isn't it like Judge Fro of of You had it. I saw it in your I, mind. I almost eye. said Froyo when it's not <laughs> <laughs> He was it. He was what it. Is it? What is it? It's Monsignor uh Claude Frollo. Frollo. Dang yeah, it. I was close with Froyo. Dude, it reminded me of those guys. Like, I was like, did they do, do like the fusion dance? <laughs> they did. Well, I mean, I think what you're talking about is that there is this archetypical kind of um, in like uh, colonizing villain, right? Yeah, they're yeah, totally. They're, 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 they're invoking and utilizing um, the audience's, you know, um, past history of like, okay, this is what, you know, the villain looks like. He's, you know, he, he comes in very quiet. He's very like still. And that was one thing particular that I really latched onto in this film was when Mabe and all the rest of the wolves move, it's like liquid. It's like very yes, fluid. fluid. It's very and then when, fluid. Yeah, it's when so humans cool. move, it's like very bumpy, but when they're not in nature and stuff like that. So it, there, there was a, the stark contrast. And so we could see that happening, you know, with his character versus, you know, Bill Goodfellow, where it's like, you know, blonde, you know, nice looking trodden father versus like the Lord Protector. So, yeah. The, uh, it is a stark contrast. Uh-huh. I didn't <laughs> Sorry. I did make that. Uh, I did the note I made of whenever they she first became a wolf. I said wolf mode activated. But, like, <laughs> the the scent trails that were like she was seeing like mm. that was so cool. I love that animation. Like whenever yeah. she's like in wolf mode or whatever, yeah. Yeah. it was dope. Did you guys see that Eurovision movie with Will Ferrell? Long, yeah. It's been a minute. Yeah. Well, I, we say it's been a min- minute. That came out this year. Uh... What? Yeah, it's the one with uh, Rachel McAdams where yeah. they're... Oh, I'm thinking of a whole other movie. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. This, yeah. this, this is Netflix. like, uh, yeah, with Rachel... Yeah, it, uh, yeah. 
it, yeah. it, it was a while ago when I watched it. I'm yeah. thinking of something else. So. so when they when they were playing with the uh, the running with the wolves, mm-hmm. um, there's the song in Eurovision that's running with the wolves, and I was kind of like, no. I wonder what happens. So I played that over no. that scene. No, it matches up perfectly. Wow, man. like it like is perfect, <laughs> but it's more like a heavy. It's like well, running with the wolves, and it's just like they're still running and like that's playing funny. and everything. And I was like, it fits. I hate that it. song I did help. fit and i like hate that, it and i love it that, was that awesome. song was perfect like that, they i could, love that of scene. of the of the songs in that movie like that's like yeah that was dope i think there's like that one and like one towards the end yeah uh, i'll i might ruin it for you because when i watched it it gave me like twilight vibes <laughs> and, <laughs> and not in a bad way so, so, through the woods. so question is <laughs> is mabe is she is she renesame no she'd be like jacob black she oh. she she'd be uh and in the books they're shapeshifters not even really werewolves. Oh, it's it's weird. That. It's dumb. It's dumb. Twilight has it's, no sense. It's no it's sense. Dumb. It's nonsensical in any type of lore. Um, but the music of like they, they it's it's the same kind of like downplayed, not like orchestral kind of feel where it's like there's not a lot of hard sounding things, but it's much more ethereal that's played throughout which feels like very good when you're like running through the woods you know what i mean like it feels closer to nature so i was like this feels a little... that's the one thing i would say that was that was done really well was like anytime of like the running in the woods stuff in twilight i was like okay it feels this feels like it's normal in washington america <laughs> i could see it like that would be like you know anytime anywhere in the pacific northwest I'm <laughs> yeah yeah exactly uh, the same band that did them. that did the soundtrack for this or did the music for this did do the music in Secret of Kells and Song mm. of the Sea. Mm. So it's Wouldn't like, kind of has that through line. It, it seems like they have like the same kind of core group that they like to collaborate with. Yeah, specifically the producers too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. this was, uh, I mean, it's like Tom they figured Moore out the formula. And... Ross Stewart directed. Ross, okay. Yeah. And then Paul Young, yeah, was a producer. I think produced all three films before. The yeah. ones that you had mentioned. They're like, dude, let's not mess the formula up. Yeah, because I think uh, Breadwinner was Nora Nortromwi, I believe, and executive produced by Angelina Jolie. Oh. <laughs> Fun facts for you. Huh. Uh, oh, the, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just say that was one of the funny things whenever I was like looking up the notes because I'm like atrocious at remembering the name. So when I was looking it up, it was like Ireland, Luxembourg, France co-production. I was like, what the heck? Like, freaking collab? Well, it's it's like when we would do those uh, those uh, Norwegian films. <laughs> Man, I knew you were gonna bring. We that did up a lot of uh, uh, stuff, at, and when we were in the ASP, a lot of uh, like very very indie like Norwegian. It's not uh, not not Norwegian. They were Swedish, Swedish uh, Swedish, Swedish films, um, and they were great. There was this. Good. There was this one scene where a boy goes in this one movie. A boy. Goes I literally missing. was just thinking of that scene. <laughs> a boy goes. A boy goes. That's missing. insane. A boy goes missing, and her mom's a cop, and that was Agatha Christine, the right. spy next door. Wow. Uh, her mom's like, we're gonna like. She's. Uh, they're like, we can't find the boy. We've looked all across the borough or the fjord or wherever, and it's like. We're gonna call Denmark, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> come a whole other country. <laughs> just, just like, I, I, I just want to be like, just picks up the phone, star nine, <laughs> Denmark, <laughs> it's us. Hey, y'all seen him? Yo, is it's this Sweden. Denmark? Y'all seen have this you, fool? Have you checked your fjords recent? I don't Dude. know if there's fjords in Denmark. I don't know. What I literally knew you were gonna bring that up. I was just thinking about because that. Because it's wow. the best scene in the movie. It's like God. I'm gonna call Denmark. Um. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, I want to talk about. Uh, I wanted to do a little bit with the cast. Uh, I'm gonna mm. butcher names and pronunciations because, yeah. Uh, so we have uh, Robin Goodfellow, uh, played by Honor Kreefsey. 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 Well, was your sure the N make an R? It was like Neefsey. Does the N make an R? Oh, maybe Neefsey. Yeah. Oh, this, oh this yeah, is, yeah. I sorry. I wrote down. It looks like an R. It should be an N. Um, oh, okay. there it is. Yeah, Neefsey. Uh, then we have uh, Mabe. Who is played by Erica Whitaker? E- Eva. Eva Whitaker. Your penmanship is. Um, what did sus. I say? What did I it's say? Sus. You said Era. I thought I said Ava. Mm. 
Oh. No. It's not what I heard, me and me do. <laughs> we, got, we got a different Zoom filter going on right now. I cannot follow you into my the dark, mind, Ben <laughs> I read it as Ava, but Eva sounds better. Um, <laughs> we have Bill Goodfellow, uh, voiced by Sean Bean. Okay. I was going to okay. say Sheen Bond. I, was, okay. I, was, I, was, I honestly <laughs> tried to mess up, mess up Bean like I do with Johnny Deep. I call him Deep all the time, but like I messed up and I actually said Bean. I should have said Sean Ben. Um, <laughs> we have the Lord Protector as uh, Simon McBurney. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Meb's mother, sorry, Meb's mother, Maul, Maul as uh, Maria Doyle Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Maul. Maul? Mall? I think it's mall. Mall? Mall. Like Molly? Like mall. That yeah. makes sense. Like, or like a shopping mall. And like I Molly probably Ring messed wall. up with Mabe, Mabe's name. Just no, it's Mabe. It is Mabe? Okay. Yeah, they, they say like, it sounds like Mave, but it's Mabe. It does. Yeah. I thought that too, yeah. And it's like spelled M-E-H-B. And M- it's like... Yeah. M-E-B-H. M-E-B-H. <laughs> Are you, do you need to go to We're the hospital? <laughs> I'm like worried about my guy right now. <laughs> I'm just here reading the comments. <laughs> what is what is umlaut? What is umlaut o in in Irish? Oh um, man, it could be an H sound for all I know. Man. Knows. Like hog. I wish I could. Okay, so um, one of uh, one of my f- uh, people that I know through the podcast, uh, I call him a friend. He works at DreamWorks. Uh, nice. His name is uh, Tom Caulfield. Um, he That's used to work at Cartoon Saloon. Like oh he wow! Cartoons oh. back in the day. Now he works at DreamWorks. Um, cool. I mean, we were gonna have him on, but he felt like it would be like a conflict of interest because he worked what? at Cartoons. You can't like other stuff other than. DreamWorks. I don't know. I'm just kind of like, bro, you can work on this. It's okay. But he like You're... he knows Tom personally, so it's like, okay, yeah, well, we'll just kind of you know. Dope. Tom knows Tom, um, conveniently. So uh, he he didn't want to be it, but I should have asked him to be like, help me. So he could have like, because he because 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 he could have like actually given me like I how do you say Irish this pronunciation <laughs> on all the names because he's Irish and it's right. like it would have been perfect, um but yeah so Tom if you're listening, there's another Tom waiting for you. I say he's right Tom there. waiting. <laughs> oh, we got Tom. three Toms. We got we Tom could have had, we could have had double Tom. Oh man, so had, much Tom. And then if we got Tom more, we could have had three Toms. It would have been a Tom of fun. But up up. That was a Josh level pun. It was. It would have been automatic good times. <laughs> but up, Wait, what, did you just say automatic? Automatic. Oh. Wow. Okay. I don't want to I, like, maybe like an automatic. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I just didn't I, want to. I, go, I, I didn't want to go too hard to the pain. You know what I'm saying? I like, j- like I misheard, just like you guys heard misheard when I said Eva. So, tomato, tomato. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, yeah, I, 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 I definitely stick with my, uh, my previous uh, ranking of the film. Um, is it my favorite? Probably not. Favorite compared to what? Of the, of the of the three of the. Three. Oh, okay, I was gonna like, say. They they do a special thing in here where like in in these movies where in uh, Song of the Sea you actually see uh, Aislinn who is the main female character in Secret of Kells. She's in the bus because it's Halloween. She's in the bus that the two main characters from Song of the Sea get in. So it, she oh, just cool. looks like another kid dressed up. Well, Easter egg. Nice. Yeah, so there's an Easter egg. And then there's an Easter egg in this one. But And I should have watched Secret of Kells and Song of the Sea again. But when Babe is like going through Robin's stuff when she first captures her, she pulls out a little thing, like a little circular blue, it almost looks like a coin rock like decoder thing, and like looks at it and then like throws it off. Oh, I'm pretty thing. sure that's something from either Song of the Sea or Kells. I think I don't there was a, a little... Uh... I don't want to give it away. But was it one of the? Was it the one of the things that like the, the I think mom it was. before? Yeah. She, okay, that's what I thought it was, but I didn't I know so. for sure. We want you to watch these, Tom. That's what we're. I, gonna, I want to watch them too. We're not gonna uh, <laughs> do anything. Um, but yeah, like I think that's what that was from. I think and you're so right. Was wow. Just like, oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, and so like I love that they do do a little bit of, and she does say that you know, Robin's like, 
let's go like we've hunted all these different things and and she does say uh salties which was the main oh thing from the last film mm-hmm. right? yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah it's really we're talking nice. about dragons I, and yeah all dragons that, yeah. and salties and stuff yeah, I, yeah. I thought it was um i'm interested to see what the ne- the new animal companion is going to be i hope it oh, is a yeah. sheep. i do hope it's a sheep that would be funny. the sheep in this hilarious. movie killed me yeah. i don't know i don't know what all natural animals appear in ireland uh irish setters no no snakes apparently because saint patrick got all them out um oh they should make a movie about the last snake in ireland could be a rat i mean the last snake in ireland would be a druid because i mean like that's that's that whole thing it's just a big metaphor it's like he chased the snakes out of uh ireland he basically got rid of all the pagans and druids and yeah oh but ireland and that was interesting to talk about paganism in in the film where yeah. like i recently you know this has nothing to do with you know wonderful children's and family programming i recently watched uh midsommar and i was like oh my oh God. and so you know ari Aster, yes uh, so all of ari Aster's stuff is done talking about that and in a, maybe in a little way, Midsommar is a dark fairy tale. And, it uh, really is. And it has some of that pagan conversation in there, which, you know, again, to me, I'm, I'm here for it where there's a little bit of like, hey, learn about. And that's why I think I really like Ghibli films. And if Cartoon Saloon is going to continue this trend of, you know, hey, the Irish culture, I'm here for it. And uh, it, it, this would be like one of my, like, I think one of my favorite animated films I've seen in a very, very long time, because even though like the plot is pretty predictable, like I'm very glad it didn't feel like, and again, I don't want to point fingers, but like usually animated films, it's like, but like I I could almost count on every moment. It's like, okay, we're 15 minutes in, we're going to get the first initial, like, like inciting action. Okay, cool. We're 30 minutes in. Okay. This is where we're going to learn something about the secondary character, which challenges the main character. Okay, cool. We're an hour in. Okay. This is where the twist is going to happen, where it complicates the plot. Okay. We're almost done. So this is where we're actually see the true thesis of the film. And the very end, it's like, okay, this is like the victory lap for like, this is how the world changed. Like instead of where we got this, we're like, Again, that final sequence where the fight's happening, trying to revive mom, I was like, "Oh my god, are they gonna make it? What's gonna happen?" Like, I was, I was scared. And was like, like the, no! the they played it fast and loose with the magic system to the point where you it was unpredictable to where like you didn't know if there was a time limit on needing to do the you know thing or like how quickly the dad was gonna turn or like can easy very slow. Like what? Robin was. It like, was like oh. immediately. She it took her like two days to turn, and he went like super saiyan. He got like mad, and he's like, "Oh yeah, but I mean, like Robin, like when she like first gets bit, she immediately starts seeing everything, and like it takes oh, I see what you mean, Bill, for when like he has to be like he turns around, yeah, yeah, he has to like physically like pick up Robin and be like, "Oh, you turned into a wolf." But to, you uh, know, to apologize for Bill, he just didn't want to die. He was just trying to make sure yeah, he wasn't going to die. die. Uh, yeah. he, he was, was like gangrene. Like I thought he was going to die <laughs> so quick. Like at first, like when when he shoots the mom, I was like, "Mom's dead." Yeah, like she's did, gone, yeah. and this is going to be this is going to be the rift. Yeah, um, and I was like, "This is going to be sad." And then I'm like, "Oh, she's not dead. She's just there." And then when she wasn't dead, I was like, "Okay, now now Bill's going to die. Like this yeah. is how it's going to go." And then they were like. Oh, we're just kidding. We're not gonna kill either one of them. Gotcha. They're both gonna join the pack. And you're like, <laughs> what? Good job, Cartoon Saloon. You did um they they did well. There is another thing coming up from Cartoon Saloon. It got pushed back a lot. It was supposed to come out early this year, but you know, Kobe um kind of messed everything up. But uh it was supposed to be a it's called Viking School. Okay. And it was it's it's cartoon saloon. It was supposed to be for uh, Apple TV Plus, but I've not heard anything from it in a while. So hopefully, G Kids, if you're or not G Kids, Cartoon Saloon, if you're still listening, <laughs> uh, hook a brother. They canceled up. it because it wasn't Irish. Uh, well, I mean that's the thing. Like <laughs> the Vikings did invade Ireland, and they were in oh, Ireland for a dang. long time. Oh, okay. Time. Well, there you go. Um. Like during Alfred the Great's whole conquest and or Dang. his unifying of England, uh, like heavy-handed. They, were, they quit, were in there. Quit hit me over the head with your 
Irish heritage cartoon. The history something. history lessons. History <laughs> lessons. It's the history lessons. Have you not watched The Last Kingdom? On uh, Netflix? Is that, is that with amazing. the is that with um what's the kid's name? Uh who's the main guy in that? Uh some German kid. Some oh, okay. German I thought it was what's his name? The I can't Timothy Chalamet. I thought he was in that oh, one. Oh no, that's some stupid thing. I don't care about that. Uh, okay. no, I'm talking about the Last Kingdom, which is about uh, Vikings and stuff like that. And the dude's name, like, he's a he's a German guy playing Uhtred, Uhtred of Bebenburg. Um, but the way he talks, like he's he's playing a he's a German guy playing a Northern Englishman from Northumbria who is raised by Saxons. So he's raised by Vikings. It's like accents, like all over the place. His accent, he like he'll be like. My name is Uchidabimba, and that's the way he'll talk. And like when he's like introducing himself, but then like when he does like the, uh, uh, like the like the previously on, or when he's like talking, and he'll be like, "I am Uchidabimba, and I will do this for my kingdom. I will get back." We have is it Bill and Burry again? Uh, no, but like, cause, like <laughs> this is England. No, no. Um, but like it's so weird because like his accent changes. Like when he's just talking to you, he does this like normal like English accent, but like he super pronunciates it when he's like fighting or whatever. And he's like, I am this guy from this thing. And this is so what took. And you're like, what accent is that? It is a, such a weird accent, but I love it. He's like, I have an identity crisis. So much. Like, it's so good. I did an audition with that voice oh. and I didn't get it, but okay. I did the audition. Cause I was like, why not work for him? What's the guy, uh, Tom? Do you have it pulled up? Like, what's the guy who plays Uhtred? His name is Alexander Draymond. Yeah, he's awesome. Alexander, awesome. If, if you're listening, come on the show. I'd love to talk with you. It'd be great. Get, get his process. I yeah, I would be like, how did you become Uhtred? <laughs> um, no, yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, I've derailed that whole entire thing. That would so never anyway, happen, uh, well, that would never happen. Quality content. <laughs> um guys thank thanks everybody any, any like last kind of wrap ups before before we go anybody oh one thing I, I wanted to mention earlier uh we hadn't got to with like specific thing on the animation thing that i like um it was like a small thing that i noticed but i like the way that they um carried on features of like the humans into the wolf forms yeah um the mom and the daughter both had like the three dots under their yeah. eyes and then like the nose line um was always like the thing that was like the eyes and the nose was always like really carried over well. I was just like, dang, I like I like that small like thing that they did with the animation. I did like whenever they showed the wolves' shadows. None of them had they never oh, had yeah. eyes. That was I cool. Yeah, that was so good. Like whenever we see a wolf shadow, there's just no yeah. eyes, and I thought that was so awesome. Like yeah. that was that, and that like whenever cool. the wolves are in motion. Uh, and like waves. That, it was wavy, yeah. And the, and the way they look, animated fire too, that was yeah. Cool. And the wolves all look stupid too. Like, <laughs> like they're all just like, like they're like their mouths they're out. Drones. They're just like we're having fun. Yeah. And I'm like, man, it must be great to be a wolf. Part of the pack. I mean, um, just to, for me, uh, again, you guys definitely see a lot more animation than I do. It was just refreshing to see some 2D. Yeah. Um. Not everything has to be the 3D animation style, which always has to have the like, the rock eyebrows. Um. And I I just like enjoy. I'm like, oh my goodness, like this is how it feels like. And there was a moment where I was like having this surreal experience of like it felt like I was watching like a very good video games cutscene. Um. And so when you're seeing some of the like um like when the trees are getting cut down or like when the moon rises up, and I was like, wow, this doesn't feel like a film. This feels like a cinematic sequence in, in, in like a trailer way, which I, I really enjoyed. Uh, and I know there's a lot that goes into like backgrounds and then like the keyframe animations and everything that goes in between all those things. So it was like a wonderful kind of viewing experience just for the, for the eyes to kind of have to having to process that. Um, one thing I, I just also really enjoyed is that like, I really liked how they did the female character, uh, Robin uh, and her growth of a character and i think it's just kind of important to talk about that in a sense of like she isn't cool all by herself um she's independent all by herself and she is a human being all by herself but it doesn't take away from the fact that she still needs to have a journey and a story to be a character 
Um, and I think that's where a lot of people fall into interesting um, places when they're writing um, female characters and trying to show like a protagonist who, you know, how do you empower the women character, but also give them a, give them room to grow. Um, and I thought this film did it really, really, really well, especially with, you know, a lot of, not a lot of female um, role models in the film. And the only one other than that is the old lady in the scullery. Mm-hmm. And she's like practically senile. And, um, yeah. and the Lately only thing she's scaring us. Yeah. And so what she has is, you know, um, Mabe's character who is just now a foil, if not, you know, showing her like what life can be. So it, it, you know, again, it has that conservative, you know, conservationism uh, conversation with nature and humankind and all that stuff. So there, there's a lot of very good like motifs and nuance in there that I just, mm. Mm, mm, mm. yeah, I thought both of both of our characters, Robin and Maeve, I thought they were fantastic. Um, they had really good chemistry from from the beginning. It was like from the beginning, I'm like, these two are going to be great friends. Like it just they kind of like clicked because I mean, like there's playful banter between the two. Um, there's teasing that goes on. I, I thought it was great. Um, maybe it's baller. She, how she took awesome. down so many those guards. I was like, yo, she could take down this whole town that if you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. Tight. And, and when she's like coming back, she's like, I'm gonna come back with my wolves, and we're gonna take down this town. I was like, she's like, yeah, I'll go and see. I was like, yo, times <laughs> <laughs> uh, is kind of like Mononoke esque. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say it was kind of like Princess Mononoke. Yeah, um, I like the way that they. Uh, another small thing about like the animation when they're barefoot, they had like this cool like gradient type look. Oh yeah, yeah with, like, with the dirt was, and everything. Yeah, yeah I thought that was really pretty good. cool too. Um, did you guys? This may have just been me. Um, the bully in the yeah. movie that looked like two D, right? Two D from the gorillas. Oh yeah! Oh wow! Totally yeah, I, yeah. I thought that like I got like a Powerpuff Girls vibe. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's better. He does look like yeah. yeah totally. The like, gangrene gang guys. The gorillas, man. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I saw that and I was like, "Is that 2D?" Like, oh, dude, that's English, a good catch, maybe. brother. I didn't like, even I think saw, about I was that. Like, I see you. What? Just wait. Just wait till the gorillas. You have to kick out a new member, and then they bring that kid in there. That kid in. <laughs> the bully. I mean, they brought in the one kid from the Gang Green Gang. So yeah. Yeah. Right? Ace or whatever. Ace. It was. Yeah. Which I was like, "What? I didn't know you could do this." Those guys are like buddies, right? Yeah. Gindy and that dude from the gorillas. Yeah. Aren't they Gindy like buddies? Yeah. Oh, so cool. Sick uh guys again thanks thanks so much for coming on it was it was great um you guys are both welcome on anytime thank you for having appreciate you appreciate um uh let's start with uh harold where can everybody find you uh social media wise and your podcast sure yeah you could follow me on social um it's just harold story s-t-o-r-e-y um the podcast tunes tunes podcast t-u-n-e-s slash t-o-o-n-s we're on facebook twitter and instagram you can listen to us on spotify apple podcasts where you find your podcasts um Doing a good mix of like uh, music that I like to talk to my friends about, albums that they really like, bands they really like, um, animation that we like, uh, just different things, man. Just learning about people, why they love what they love. Nice, Tom. Uh, yeah, you could find me personally uh, at Tall Dark Not Ugly on everything on everything on everything. Um, but you could listen to more of the podcast that I come from, Nerd On the podcast uh, <laughs> on Apple podcast or wherever you like to listen to your podcast and just think of it like, you know, like what's up fandom, but you know, not as cool. Cause we don't have Josh Kane and we don't have hey. cool guests like Harold. So, um, <laughs> but we also like to just talk about things that, uh, that get our nerd on and celebrate the things. And we like to try to talk to cool guests who also get to celebrate the things that they ner- like love to nerd on. So Jonathan Frakes from star Trek loves to talk about my neighbor Totoro. So, um, that was a fun, fun conversation we had. Did you bring up that Catbus is the main character, like the best character in that film? And Totoro does absolutely nothing in that film. No, we actually got into this deep psyche of why he loved the film because he really loves the father character. Really? Oh, and how he wanted to be that kind of father to his daughters. Hey, like that's like incredibly deep, specific and deep. Yeah, that's and crazy. I was, I was like. Oh, here we are. We're in uh, therapy sessions with Jonathan Frakes. <laughs> it was it was it was cool, and so we get to go into that kind of stuff, which is always really fun. Because you know, you you get the the guest who's like, here's you know, Kevin Conroy talking about Batman. Okay, let's have him talk about his favorite film, which is a French film from the 1940s. And we're like, 
okay, we're doing this. So like it's, it's very <laughs> or just like him talking about his time at Juilliard mm-hmm. just, With you know, and, and everything. Yeah. And then like the, uh, yeah, the, the stage play that he was on and like he and what's his face got really mad. And then I think he like something happened backstage and he got sick or something. Uh, something weird. I don't remember. It was, it was, it was, it was on a podcast I was listening to that I thought it was, amazing he was telling uh, this it may have been like fat man on batman uh, was telling the story and i was just like this is the most amazing story i've ever heard and i just listened to kevin conroy today uh but we'll put uh links and everything uh to both of their podcasts and um and social medias in the show notes you can find them um tom if you want to do a uh a new show you could call it get your therapy on with jonathan frakes and he could be the host and be great oh my god um, that's good so, uh, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. You can find the podcast on Instagram at What's Up Fandom, on Twitter at What's Up Fandom PC. All of our episodes are available iTunes, Stitcher, Popping, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube. You can go to YouTube and find us. We finally have video content now, and it's not just our audio with a static image. You can actually see things. Um, I've got another Josh that does uh, all of our editing there. He's great. Um, it's really, there's so many Josh's man. We like, should get my Josh, your Josh's Josh, and Tom's, and Josh's and... and Tom's fight, and we just have a nerd off. That would be amazing. That would be great. <laughs> nerd off, yeah, nerd great. off. Yeah. Yeah. You just have a nerd off. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, and uh, we also have the website animationstationpodcast.com. Um, all three of us, all of everybody on iTunes and everything, be sure and like and subscribe and leave comments because that's how people find out about the show because that's how algorithms work. Um, but guys, thank you. Thank you all so much for coming on. It was, it was fun. It's always, it's always good when I can get, you know, fun people on um, and we can talk about all the fun stuff and then, you know, talk for like an hour beforehand about Josh's terrible life. <laughs> Privileged. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Uh, no worries. Uh, so for What's Up Fandom, I'm Josh. I'm Tom. I'm Harold. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Such a way.